0: It is ubiquitous. It is everywhere. It is something that is so commonplace that we sometimes don't even think about it. Pornography seems to permeate the atmosphere of every place we are as men. The issue is that porn is a killer. Quite often, it's a silent killer, an unseen killer. We don't see it as it's killing somebody, but we see the effects. And that's what happened to James Craft. He's a man who lost it all and then came back. It's an amazing story. Uh, He was really well-known. I'm here with Chris Shields, our producer for Brave Men. And uh, Chris, James Craft is uh, this quite unique story. Yes. Well-known guy, has a a major ministry worldwide, global. He's traveling the world. There are all kinds of things going on. And then a phone call came.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah,
0: Yeah. You got a problem, bro. And uh, his wife goes, "Hey, pastor wants you to come talk." He was he was about he was the pastor Wayne Cordero was stepping down. He was becoming the pastor of Hope Chapel, the, that massive church in Hawaii. Yes, James had everything in front of him: family there. He's living in Hawaii, bro. The life. I mean, come on, right?
1: <laughs> the life. It's like yes. it
0: doesn't get much better. The problem was that that he was he was broken. Yes. And porn had, had actually broken his life. And here he is with all this talent, all this stuff, and all this great future. And, um, you know, it's, it's gone. I mean, and, and he had—obviously, he had porn. It doesn't just start and finish with, you know, something on a, on a screen. Uh, too often it devolves into uh, acting out. Yeah. And that's what happened with James.
1: Definitely. And, I mean, that's why transparency is key. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, yes, for even the people that are out there that do struggle with that, find someone that you can honestly open up your heart to that you can be honest with and say, Hey, I'm not perfect. This is the area I'm struggling in.
0: Yeah. And that's why I love James and Terry. Their marriage did not collapse. So thank yeah. God for, uh, Terry and, and, uh, what she walked through with James. And now they have this amazing, uh, family and amazing yes. ministry. He lives in California and, uh, has a ministry that called life unplugged yes. right is that the life name unplugged, it? unplugged. Yep. life unplugged and uh, this conversation that that I had the other day with with James uh, a man I really like this guy he came and spoke at our uh, C M N summit yeah he was awesome yeah sweet was, guy yeah fantastic guy cN every year we have these leadership conferences in fact that's on achieve lab yes we have a another I was almost going to say it's a sister site, but we don't do sister no. site. It's a brother site. <laughs> <laughs> good catch there. Yes. So we have a brother site, AchieveLab.org, and on that is over 400 uh, curated videos Yes. of uh, great men of God. Amazing men of yeah. God. So cmnsummit.com, you can see what's happening with that meeting every year in November. And uh, this conversation I had the other day with uh, James Craft, uh, well, well, here's what it's going to do, Chris. It's going to fill every single one of us with hope. Exactly. No matter what the issue, his his addiction was porn. But all of us have something.
1: Yes, that we're walking that
0: we, through. Or that we could be addicted to. Mm-hmm. We may not have an addictive personality, but we do have a uh, a fallen background. Yeah. And we're still kind of being pulled forward by the love of God. Yes. And, and the grace of God. But this thing, you know, he... <laughs> Well, let's just go into it. Today on Brave Mid, you're going to hear from James Craft and uh, the most amazing story of a man who uh, lost it all and now is on his way back.
2: It's Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Wisdom and courage for the journey
0: talking with James Craft, and James uh, has an amazing story. We've known each other for some time now. Knew him by reputation first, and then some stuff happened. James, you you and your wife wrote a book called Exposed. You've launched a ministry, uh, Novus, and then, and then a ministry with uh, marriages, Life Unplugged. And uh, all of that, I guess, basically came out of your upbringing, and you decided, someday I just want to help people. Is that how that Kind of launched? <laughs>
2: that's, a, that's one way of saying it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's, uh, I had to go through a lot of pain to get there, you know, yeah. and because I have my own story. Everybody, you know, has a story in life. Uh, yeah. But my story led me to that place because my heart was always to help people. Always. You know, so we are pastoring for years, Paul, you know that. And so, but there was something dark, deep inside of me that was never taken care of. And so literally the, the gift that God gave me to help people was in my, when I was born, he was, he, he weaved that into me. Yeah, Always so, been but, there,
0: but, but it got sidetracked. It sure did. It got hijacked. Where, yeah. And, and so you write happened. a book called expose. It's one of the most unique books I've ever read. Um, because you and Terry, your wife, Terry with an eye and uh, one R. Uh, you guys wrote it and the way it's written it's I, at first I got, I got the book and I went, and I know what? I thought, <laughs> I thought I had, I thought maybe some, somebody had spiked my coffee because yeah. <laughs> on the one side it's a cover that with your name on it. And then you yep. flip it over and exactly kind of the same cover, but with Terry's name on it. Like, yeah. And what you guys did was you wrote a book, Uh, in which you each explain this story and it meets in the middle fascinating book and in fact what's amazing about it and i want to recommend it to everybody uh called exposed uh, james and terry craft what's amazing about it to me was that you were still actually in process yeah so tell me what happened man what what happens out of this you're 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 doing great stuff you're helping people yeah and then the whole thing got hijacked james what happened
2: well, you know, I was pastoring a church in Hawaii, uh, and it was a large church ball, and you know that it was about ten thousand people. And so, I was taking over for a, a mega, a mega church pastor. I was coming in, and I took over the church, and and in the midst of it, everything came out of what was the dark side of my life. One, I had a porn addiction, uh, and I, and I was a pastor. Now, we got to remember, fifty percent of pastors in our nation struggle with some kind of sexual addiction and most of that's porn uh 70 more or more of men do so this is not something that james was in a unique place it was i was in a place where i couldn't share what i was going through because i i carried this shame deep deep shame uh because if i thought i thought in my mind if people knew the real james one i'd be rejected and that was one of my biggest fears is a rejection Two, I'd be seen as a failure, and that was the second biggest fear of mine, you know, and I would lose everything, family, ministry, everything. Well, I held on to that, and I tried to keep it all closed in, perfect, tied with a bow my whole life, and it all imploded. And in Hawaii, I was exposed. Wow. It was, so, you, it was so exposed words, to that.
0: So, you had this perfect Instagram life going on. Yeah. You know, you're playing the IG thing, and it's like everything's awesome. And uh, you'd been really well known as a speaker. You got a, a tremendous uh, gift on stage as a, as a speaker. And then, and, and then you're with a denomination, church denomination, and you're heading up a ton of stuff for them. Yeah. So you become known in your sphere, highly known, recognized. Then you're tabbed as the next pastor of this, one of the most uh, significant churches on the face of the earth. By a man who's a significant leader. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, parallel to all this, you're dealing that you know, and I want to get back into this, man. We're gonna get into this yeah. stuff today, James. So thanks, you know. First of all, thank you to you and Terry for being honest enough to write that book. And and it may be just a little bit crazy enough to write
2: that book. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And you and know, Pause on that. Terry started writing first. And I thought I don't want to write that book. <laughs> really? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be labeled the rest of my life as a guy that I still was in my recovery. And she was writing things from her journals, and, and she started yeah. just writing out what God was put on her heart. And I didn't start writing until a year after my first, when I first fell. And so I, that's when God got in my heart and said, James, I didn't save you from this to be quiet. I want you to help other men.
0: Okay, let me, let me, let's talk about the tip-over point, and then I want to go back and see where this started, and then we'll get into some of this recovery stuff because it's fascinating to me. So the, everybody, everybody, I think, because we're speaking to guys in, in uh, multiple nations around the world, everybody has some sort of sexual dysfunction because mm-hmm. culture contextually comes from this broken filter Mm -hmm. whether it's a religious filter or cultural filter, whatever it is, it's jacked up Yeah, and getting set free in our lives. And as a follower of Christ, part of that is getting set free in terms of what our sexuality is and what sex means. And, and, uh, you know, not taking on the uh, definitions of the world. So now, okay, so here's the deal. So you got this parallel thing going on. You're tabbed to head up this, this great church. And I want to get in, because I know this, I know this thing. And if I'm not mistaken, you're driving down the freeway and you get a phone call. Is that right?
2: Well, that's the way it worked. How did that thing work? uh, That that is when I started going home. I found out because I would try to manage, I would call back to the state, you know, back to California and just touch base with people where I came from to make sure everything was always good. See, this is where I was trying to contain my chaos, thinking I could take it to my grave. Honestly, for some reason in my brain, I thought I could manage. I, that's how crazy I was at the time. So you're spinning
0: all these plates and you just think, I can do this.
2: Pre- preaching seven services a weekend, doing God, all this leadership God. stuff. And I'm doing all this stuff thinking I'm going to manage my chaos and my secrets of the past. Mm. And all of a sudden, I couldn't get through to anybody back there. And I knew I was exposed. I knew it. Wow. So I walked in to my executive pastor. I sat down in the seat in front of his desk and I said, I can't do this anymore. And he goes, James, I know. I'm all, what do you mean you know? He goes, we all know. We just found out. Oh, wow. And so what happened is that the other side in California came out with it and there was an fair. there was pornography there was a mess everywhere so in other words so,
0: terry's in california she's getting ready to move no no, to no
2: terry's already in hawaii we're she's all there we're all there but the other side the person like the other side of the affair the other side of the church oh, that all, all comes comes out comes oh, out dude and so and what happened is then like a damn bursting yeah the denominational leaders uh all the leaders are in florida and so they were all together and then word came out and they all found out together. Oh. And so I'm in Hawaii and I sat down in this seat and I said, I can't do this anymore. And I'm just distraught. I just, I'm shaking thinking what I, this is the one thing I've tried to protect and contain and I can't contain it anymore. I thought I was going crazy. I was only sleeping about three hours a night because um, oh. I couldn't keep, this that people know it was it was extraordinary, you know. So all of a sudden, then he said that I thought, oh, we got on the phone. We talked to the the, the pastor that was there that was taken over for, and, and then some denominational leaders, and they said this is what we're going to do, and they let it through it. And I'll tell you, I got in my car and I had to drive home to tell my wife. And now that is where, if you ever watch the Congress series and it shows me driving down the road, that's the imagery. I, I didn't know. everything came crashing down. Everything that I built to be safe came crashing down. And I was completely 100% out of control. Uh, And I remember driving home and I stood there in front of my wife and I remember telling her and I just, I broke down. And the key was, is that she stood there and looked at me like in shock. Obviously I broke down and as I reflected back upon it, and I've talked about this, there's still, me trying to manage me. I broke down, not, not always just for my wife and her brokenness, I was caught. Everything I built came crashing down. So there was still this twisted perspective, perspective of James, you're grieving because you've been caught. You're not re- fully remorseful of all that has, I was so deceived of wow. everything that was going on. And so it wasn't until later that uh, a few weeks later, uh, two weeks later, that I finally just had a, it would look like a nervous breakdown, but a breakdown where the Lord grabbed my heart. And that's when the full impact of everything came in, that what have I become? So you get get a, a phone call from
0: Florida, hey, we've just found out this stuff. And and then you go to the office at this church where you're gonna be the, the, the guy like yeah, I was the there. Man.
2: I was I was at the office, yeah. Yeah, okay, so you're I at the, down office. Down the hallway. Yeah.
0: Oh, God. And then and then so now the senior guy you're taking over for, he gets on the phone with you because he's not there. And everybody's like, Okay, here's and what did they say we're going here's what we're gonna do?
2: We're gonna give you six well, months he, off, we're gonna give you no. No, you're out six months uh, it was james we love you it but you're was, gone. The, the greatest care we want to do what's best for you you need help and it was i almost felt like you know walking into a hospital and i had terminal cancer wow and the doctor looking at me and saying you need help and if you don't get help you're going to die wow and that's where it kind of hit me like what do you mean it, see, I still was in deception, deceived a little bit of thinking, can I manage this? Can we, can we just deal with this and, you know, get James healed up accountability finally and, and then move on. Yeah. No. Yeah. Can
0: we just, yeah. can I get a reset, uh, take a month off yeah. and then I'm good.
2: Yeah. And, you know, and if I was a doctor or if I was a, um, you know, a businessman of some kind, yeah, maybe that could happen. Because mm. I could have kept my, my 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 profession still going. Yeah. I'm a pastor. Yeah. It's about I gotta be a man of integrity, honesty, transparency, character. And that you can't you can't disguise that. So I had to step down, obviously, yeah. you know, and we and within a month we relocated back to California. Okay. Uh, and in that is, you know, I'll tell you, I, I, I when everything came out, Paul, I said this, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll do whatever it takes because I never want to go back there. Wow. So I remember I I hooked up with um, uh, Ted Roberts, Dr. Ted Roberts from Pure Desire. And uh, he led me every step of the way. I remember I had to write my whole history out, my sexual history. And and then I had to go down to Honolulu Police Department. (laughs) This is crazy. And I did a polygraph. And my polygraph showed if I was telling the truth or not. Uh, Because I did so well. I, about 98% of my life, it was all honest. I was integrous about yeah. everything. This area, no way. I wouldn't let you in this area. So I had to bring truth to this small area, well, which became a massive, it took everything. Man. It literally took everything. Yeah.
0: Man, this is there's a lot of layers here. And I and I would tell everybody, get the book, and then uh, you can get that at jamesandterrycraft.com. and James and Terry T-R-I. T E R I. Um, jamesandterrycraft.com and, and your tools are on there and then the Novus Project came out of that which is helping guys get off porn and then out of that comes this incredible ministry to marriages mm-hmm. uh, life on plug mm-hmm. and then you also do executive coaching and coaching with men mm-hmm. uh, it's, I mean it's an amazing ministry that's come out of it but dude going to the police department and getting a polygraph <laughs> are you
2: kidding me <laughs> Now you got to understand Ted Roberts, Shoot. so and, and you know, Ted, yeah, he's so a Marine. He is. And he says, Hey, you know what? Do you really want this? And I said, yeah, I do. I said, I'll do whatever it takes wow. because if I don't, and I'm the kind of person is, you know, the type of leader that I am. And uh, I, I have the privilege of working with some strong executives around the world and some are Christians and some aren't. And I, I, I can talk their speak their language, but, I needed someone to kick me in the teeth and say, you're not in charge anymore.
0: Wow. Because so I've Ted, always been Ted Roberts and his wife did that. You guys did uh, Skype calls or whatever was going yeah. on at the time. And, yeah. uh, and then got together personally. And, and you and Terry just started through this process. But, man, we're talking
2: your entire identity. My value system. Everything. It my value. But it's crashed. It, 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 everything came down. So my you talk about a, an identity crisis i had an yeah. identity crisis because yeah. my identity was wrapped up in my performance of mm-hmm. how i did and and what i did i did well so i was mm-hmm. able to accomplish the goals that i had and and so but yeah when it all came crashing down i didn't know who i was
0: so how long so now you go through a process and 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 again people need to get the book and, and you've also got other tools that they can listen mm-hmm. to. And, uh, and if guys are listening to this and you're dealing with porn, you want to get rid of it, this is a good place to go to get started. And Pure Desire is a great ministry. The Conquer series, mm-hmm. of a guy who became your friend in this process, because Jeremy has been very open about it, went through the same process, Jeremy Wiles, and he ends up as a filmmaker doing a series called The Conquer series, which has now been seen by millions of men. Mm-hmm. and it's fantastic yeah. and now it's been recut I, I know you were part of that and now there's a whole a couple other series going on and uh pretty amazing but if somebody's listening to this right now the fact is james we can and because you were not a, you know you were a young guy but you were already in your career how old were you when this tip over thing happened
2: uh 39 40
0: Okay. So you're 39, 40. So if guys are listening right now, you're, you're 35, you're 45, mm-hmm. you know, this thing, it's not going to happen overnight. In other words, you didn't just flip a switch and go, I'm good. That's what you wanted to do. And, but there was a process, but, but the fact is, is that there's hope in this thing, right? Oh, you bet. Have you, you bet. ever, have you seen a man who actually wanted to get set free that wasn't able to does that? No. Okay. So if I, I want seen. to, if mm-hmm. I really want to mm-hmm. yep. power God and and through coaching of somebody mm-hmm. like yourself, mm-hmm. you can walk me through the
2: health. If if you're willing to give it all, give your whole life to it.
0: I don't have that's to the stay key. this
2: way. No, is guys, what they do is. You know, many times in my life, I can't remember this Ted Roberts, who is probably the, you know, the Godfather of sexual addiction and <laughs> of yeah. all that. You know, so, but I had him speak at my church about sexual addiction. I put oh, on wow. conferences, and we stool before, before. you. You actually did yes. conferences, helping yes. other guys. Yes, well, and I'm did. sitting on a stool, and I'm addicted to it. <laughs> That's how good I was able to keep a facade up that people looked at me like, Oh, he has it all together. So I'll tell you until guys are willing to say, I'm throwing in everything. I'm throwing in the towel, I'm surrendering my life, you know, and I tell guys this, you know, when a guy's come to me, I say, you got to give me a year of your life, one year. Okay. And I say, you're going to walk with me every week for a year, because I want to experience every season with you. Every anniversary, every holiday, and every experience for one year, so that we can see a transformation takes take place, not just information. So and I think a lot of times we do yeah. we give guys a lot of information. Yeah, and it never translates to a transformation.
1: Hey, this is Chris. Let me take a moment right in the middle of this great conversation to remind you of how to get in touch with Paul and Christian Men's Network and the Global Fatherhood Initiative. You can find all the resources for mentoring and fatherhood at cmn.men. That's cmn.men. Also, you can write to Paul at paul at cmn.men. That's paul at cmn.men. We have tremendous resources for churches with special discounts for groups on that website. Everything a church needs from A to Z to mentor and disciple men of all ages and backgrounds. Now, let's get back to this awesome interview between Paul and James Craft.
0: You know, what we say with Christians network, uh, James, is that information can become inspiration and easily becomes evaporation.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Great, But revelation brings an impartation of his presence and a transformation in lifestyle. So what you're saying is, is this is not an overnight thing. But on the other hand, let's say, for instance, uh, that it's March the 1st. Okay. And on March the 1st, we start walking towards health. And I say, I'm in. I'm all in, whether I'm single or married, Mm -hmm. no matter if I'm 25 or 55. What you're saying is if I'll commit to this process, because it's no different than working out. I know my friend Steve Weatherford has a workout plan uh, where you can gain weight and muscle and all this stuff. uh, And and guys commit to it for 16 months. Yeah. 16 months. And they pay a lot of money just to look better physically. So you're saying in 12 months, if I started March 1st and we walked together. Yeah. Just, now in one sense, it sounds a year sounds like a long time, but it's really just 12 months back to yeah. back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: And that doesn't mean, cause I, I know I've talked with Nick Stumbo and, and yeah. guys like yourself,
2: that doesn't mean I'm not going to mess up in the middle of that. No. See, that's it. Like, I have right? guys and, and 99% of the time guys mess up in the process, but they mess up in an environment that's safe. All right, now what do we do with this? Okay. Let's go down to the source of it and let's see what triggered this.
0: Yeah. Where did, where did this start? So 99% will actually do a relapse and the other 1% are lying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that the way that works? Yeah, that's the way it
2: works. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so in other words, the, the pathway to healing is not just a straight line yeah okay so that being the case if I start today yeah my expectation isn't that I'm going to be perfect in six weeks or something or even
2: 12 months and you got to understand that because 12 months okay I'm still in process I mean I'm still in process okay yeah and I think there's every man every man has to understand this until the day I die I continue to grow But you have to understand with an addiction like this, it's going to take a year for recovery. All right. And then we live it out. You know, Ted Roberts says this, it's like about two to five years to see it fully take root. But in that first year is when you break free. Yeah. Breaking free is the key. And, And guys, I'll tell you, I know what it was like when I wasn't free. You know, and it's a, I, I hear guys, I've been in the church for many years of my life, and I've heard this, well, I just need to confess my sins before God. And I say that, well, yeah, that's true. The Bible says that, and he's faithful and just to forgive you. But if you go to the book of James, and it says, because I love that book for some reason, I just sort of get I gravitate to it. But it says, if I confess my sins before man, God is faithful to heal yeah. us. So we can't do this alone. And see, that's where guys a lot of times will do is oh hide and God forgive me, God forgive me, God forgive me. I I messed up again, but they don't have anybody to say. No, we want talk to we want process. God to
0: be a magician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, God, please do some magic. If I have this formula, and that's where we t- t- you know we we get into all these. You know, if you pray this five times, and, and I know people aren't saying it's because it's magic or something, but. We easily are attracted by formulas that don't require a deep change in our heart. They just just require a change in the way we do the formula, the way we speak
2: it. Yeah. Well, Paul, I think we've seen that. You know, you and I have been in the church for many years. We have done a good job of setting that system up in the Mm -hmm. body of Christ. You know, it's like, let's put a program and put a box around it. Yeah. And and there's not a viable under a viable process for an organism. because we're as human beings, we're growing and we're unpredictable life circumstances. A wife might say, you know what, I still don't trust you, you know, for what you've done. And you, you hurt me. So we have to get our wives in a place of healing. You know, that's yeah. what my wife does. And it's like, well, what do we do? And how do we get this? It's so complex. But I'll tell you, Paul, if guys and their wives, I always say this, if the wife can do this with him, it's transformative. Yeah. It will change the legacy of their family. And that's the key is because I know my three daughters, my three daughters, they went through this process with us. They knew what was going on. I had to confess to them. Wow. When I relapsed, I remember I relapsed three times in the first part of my, my recovery uh, to porn. And so I remember my wife said to me, James, you got to confess within 24 hours if you do. Wow. And if you do, if you confess, you know what? You can sleep on the couch for two weeks. But if you don't confess, you need to find somewhere else to live. Well, that sounds extreme. But for some, a guy like me, I'm a strong-willed man. For some guys like me, my will had to be broken. Yeah, and That's the only way that my will could be broken.
0: Yeah. And you, uh, now you were an athlete. You were uh, a great athlete there in California. And uh, uh, you were a runner, right? I was yeah, a sprinter.
2: I went to Fresno State.
0: Yeah, Fresno State—that's big time. Man. That's D one. I loved it. Yeah, I had a great yeah. time there. And then, and then your daughters have uh, different levels of athleticism.
2: Yeah, my oldest, she was down competing as a pole vaulter at San Diego State. Pole vaulter graduated. D one. That's a and pole vaulters uh, are a little crazy, you know. But she's a sweetheart, <laughs> and she's getting married. Uh, in October. Wow! And uh, it, you know the great thing about it is, we, her fiance, we have open dialogue about this. You know, this is called we we normalized this conversation, okay. so that we give our our kids and their kids hope.
0: This is it. fantastic because guys, guys, uh, particularly fathers of daughters, are always like, you know. How do I protect my daughter when she starts dating? Because if a guy comes around that looks anything like I looked when I was 17, I'm going to kick that guy's butt.
2: <laughs> yeah, Right? Oh, She's yeah.
0: not going out with him. I'm closing yeah. the door. So the way you protect your daughter is actually open your heart. Oh, yeah. This is, this is huge, man. So it can't just be your words. It mm. has to actually be, hey, hon, here's the stuff. Here's where I messed up. Here's where I made mistakes yeah and in seeing the genuine this is an old adage, but in seeing the genuine, it's easier to spot the counterfeit, oh yeah, so when your daughter sees you genuinely mm-hmm. authentically, she can tell when a guy's not
2: oh yeah, right, oh yeah, yeah, so
0: that was the protection for your girls,, uh, yeah. and then and, you, you know. Would, our,
2: Our family, we, you know, we, we created systems in our own family where we sit around our kitchen table and and that's where we have a lot of family business and we talk about things and we talk about sex. We talk about, you know, a dear friend of ours, Nancy Houston, you know her well. Uh, She goes, don't. She's been on Brave News on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, you know, I I remember the time when we started dialoguing about really being honest about even our physical being and how we operate and how it connects with the opposite sex and, and what God's intention is, it created an openness in our dialogue that my prayer is that more families and we don't do it perfect, man. We, we have meltdowns in our house like everybody yeah. else. I you know I have, I have a house of all women. Hello. <laughs>
0: Well dude, so, what'd you do in the pandemic for toilet paper, man? That
2: you know what <laughs> by the grace of God, we had extra right before everything started. So
0: <laughs> shoot, man. Yeah, I've got I've got a friend with four daughters. I'm like, dude, man, you are in trouble, bro. Yeah, that's right. You know, me, I was I was good. I, I don't have any kids in the house, and all I did was just order about twelve packages of dude wipes and I was Yeah. <laughs> That's a true story, too. I've got, it works. I didn't realize they lasted that long. So I've got about two years worth still in there. That That's awesome. Yeah. Cupboard. But, um, man, this is an amazing story, James. And uh, obviously, we can't walk through each of the process, but the, the way to start the process to be fully healed of, uh, of what we know in our own life, I mean, you don't have to tell a guy that he's messed up on stuff. Yeah. You know, you don't have to, Jesus never went around saying, you know, uh, to, bad, to, to guys who weren't in church, unchurch people, he didn't go around going, hey, you're, you, you're a bad guy. The only people he ever called broods of vipers and sinners was the religious, you yeah. know, uh, Pharisees. Yeah. But, you know, you take a Zacchaeus, and he looks at the Zacchaeus, this bad guy. I mean, this guy's ripping people off. We know yeah. in those days a Zacchaeus, just by his position, as a tax collector, he's, he's, uh, he's mafia, you know? Yeah. And Jesus looks at the guy and goes, you know, you've got some greatness in you, man. You've got yeah. something in you that's remarkable. So I'm coming to your house. We're going to hang yeah. out. Yeah. And his whole household came
2: to faith in Christ. You know, but, Paul, that, you know Zacchaeus? Like, you know the cool thing about him? That when Jesus identified him, everybody hated him. Yeah. Everybody hated him. And he called him by his name. He stopped in the middle wow. of this crowd and he called him by his name. Wow. You know, you know what's significant about him calling him by his name? Do you know that Zacchaeus, the, the term, his name means Pure One?
0: Wow. So yeah, God, Jesus
2: was calling out who he he's really Calling treated. out what's
0: in him. That's right. And that's what you guys are doing. James and Terry Craft, T E R I, James and Terry Kraft.com. Uh, Novus Project, which you've done uh, tons of school assemblies and and projects, particularly for young men and women, yeah, uh, and particularly about sexual dysfunction, and, and in specific, really helping guys with porn because it's become so uh, normalized in our culture. Guys, you know, young guys will just talk about it. Did you see such oh, yeah. and such? No, I haven't seen that yet. I'll have to take a look at it. Yeah, which is remarkable to me, but at the same time, you know, it also is going to point up. a guy hey here's health and they're going to go oh yeah that's totally different i want that yeah and so uh so you guys got that project you've got you you deal with marriages you've got life unplugged Mm -hmm. it's uh you know you got a lot going on so thank you james for walking through the pain of this tip over and in writing the book exposed and in writing the materials you're doing now and the things you i mean you've told me some of your plans yeah and they're incredible and, uh, I'd, I'd like to come on a few more times, have you come on and we'll go through some one, two, three, do this first. But the first thing really that we've talked about in this whole story is you have to come to the end of your, of your BS. Yeah. You just have to come to the end of your BS and go, okay, I'm done with it. Yeah. And, and if it doesn't happen, if you don't do it, it's going to happen somehow.
2: Yeah, I had someone tell me this, Paul, and I'll end with this. He said, James, you can deal with your dirty laundry and you can actually get it washed and do it and you can make sure you can get everything taken care of or God's going to do it and he's going to hang it up there and he's <laughs> going to have it on the, on the line. And I'm like, well, I was hung out to dry.
0: <laughs> wow. A,
2: yeah, so that is, kind a of a picture, that yeah. is a great
0: picture, man. That is <laughs> a great picture. Wow. Yeah. Or it's going to be hung out to dry, you know, and that's what happened. But, you know, the thing is, the fact is, James, you made a really brave and courageous decision. And of all people, Terry, your wife, mm. made an extremely brave and courageous decision. She's stuck. Yeah. She said, okay, I'm in this. Yeah. It didn't mean she didn't want to leave a couple times. And, and all this doesn't mean you didn't do some couch time. Oh, yeah. Because you did, but the fact is, is that all of that's part of the process and the journey to get you where you are today. That you and Terry yeah. speaking to the lives of thousands of men and women with your podcasts and everything else you're doing. What's the podcast name? Uh, the
2: Life Unplugged Podcast.
0: The Life Unplugged Podcast, and then yeah. your uh,
2: now. Do you have an Instagram that goes with that too? Uh, we don't. We just have our personal ones. We do personal at James Craft oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. at Terry Craft. Yeah,
0: yeah. So and, they can see us personally. Okay. And then you've got the website, James and Terry. You know, here's the deal, James. I just pray that every place you put your feet will be holy ground and everything your hands touch will prosper. Thank you. And that God will keep you and Terry and your girls deep within and your future son-in-law deep within the grip of his grace and favor in Jesus name. Thanks for being a brave man. So good to be here, Paul.
1: What a powerful testimony of a woman that stuck with a situation that was nasty. (laughs)
0: Yeah, <laughs> totally nasty, man. You know, uh, Judy and I have talked about this, and, and we've met James and Terry, and and uh, my wife and I, Judy, we, we've talked about this how um, how a woman would feel when she finds out this is how he's been living. Yeah, you know that by and large most of them would I I'm done.
1: Yes, I'm out. It huh? shows how strong she is. Because yeah. I don't know many women that would stick around. No, and then around. they wrote
0: that book together. Yep. And, and what was interesting, I told James later as we became friends, I said, you know, uh, reading Terry's part of that book, she was still in process. He goes, yeah, we may have written that book about a year too early. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> We're still, you know processing this stuff because yeah. it takes time and now that's what he's been able to do for other men is yeah. walking them through to healing and wholeness uh, because you know what you said it uh, on another program where you talked about the millennial attitude yeah yeah microwave
1: microwave yeah because we want instant gratification with the walking out process yeah that's like
0: i mean have you ever put a baked potato in an oven uh, in your life? Have you actually ever made anything? What? Uh, come on, man. man. Have you? I'm have a you? millennial, but
1: yes, I have. Oh no, you have. Yes. Okay. I lived in Washington, DC alone. You I lived had alone. to eat. Well, yeah, no, that's what restaurants are for. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have a budget. I'm a millennial. Yeah, that's
0: true. <laughs> yeah. So but the thing is, is is that you know it's like baked potato. I don't know what it is. Five minutes. Three. I yeah. don't know what the thing is. But uh But the fact is, that's what you want. We want it now. And what James and Terry have been able to do for husbands and wives and and couples and for men and women dealing with this stuff is uh, help walk them through on a walking it out basis. Yes. You know, it's not going to happen right now. It's kind of like this. I promise you, if you'll start walking the right direction, you'll end up the right place.
1: Exactly. And I mean, isn't that what Jesus promises us? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the reality. He said, he who began a good work mm-hmm. is faithful to complete it. Yeah. He didn't tell you a time of when he was going to complete it. He told you that there is a process to this yeah, journey. Yeah,
0: I, I, um, I think, you know, I arrived about five years ago. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I'm, Let me um, I'm step solid. over there yeah. because yeah. When, uh, <laughs> when, the, when the lightning <laughs> hits, comes to get you, I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> Well, it's a good thing we don't have a BS filter on this mic. It would have already been shut down. But the fact is, is that none of us have arrived. Exactly. And and, uh, even the apostles and disciples. You know, Paul went through his ministry. He launched it saying, I've been called to be an apostle. Yes. And uh, kind of large in his thinking. The last time he wrote a letter, he said, I'm a slave. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, Yeah. I'm a slave to Christ. Yes he said i just you know in 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 other words the the greater he became the more humble he
1: became yeah the smaller he became
0: yeah it's amazing and so uh james craft what a great story and again i want to mention his ministry his book get a hold of them and uh, you can find links to that at cmn.men and uh, we sure appreciate you being with us and and uh, be with us in the event go on cmn.men look up events and find out where we're going to be in your area. Also, there's Facebook groups, Monday Night Men. We've got the uh, Never Quit book that we're going through on Monday Night Men. That's on the Christian Men's Network YouTube. And that thing is being propagated with some great content. Yes. And then Achievelab.org, which has a curated site of over 400 different videos of some of the greatest teachers in the world. Yes. And uh, RT Kindle and uh, you John know, Bevere, John Bevere, Jack Hayford, right on down yep. the line. And uh, now we've got some other stuff coming down the line on our Christian Men's Network Facebook. Yes, we got all kinds of guys doing devotionals for devotionals,
1: us. Devotionals, yep. We got pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited about the Jordan Durso.
0: Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah it's well, a, it's because he's a
1: younger word. guy. Well, I mean, hey, he brought a great word. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he always has these cool
0: little <laughs> things that he brings. But yes. yeah, so Christian Minds Network Network U- on uh, Christian Men's Network YouTube. The Christian Men's Network, uh, Facebook, uh, Christian Men's Network on IG on yes. Instagram, and uh, as and then and on your personal Paul Lewis Instagram, Cole, yeah. L O U I S Paul Lewis Cole. Hey, it's been great uh, having James on today, and uh, we pray for James and Terry's ministry, and I pray for your ministry listening yes. today and what you do with your life. Remember this as we close, Brave Men today. Hope is alive. Hope has a name. Hope's name
2: is Jesus. You've just experienced Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Paul is president of the Christian Men's Network. Connect with Paul at cmn.men or write to him at paul at cmn.men.